I'm definitely taking on the Grease Beast or whatever it's called. Welcome to The Other 23. My name is Earl and I'm here with Drew Spooler. Yep. Um, of Whiskey Pines and the Cheap Meal Pod. Yep. And before I get into any more about you, I just want to say the reason that you're here in South Florida from Indiana mm -hmm. is to have a cheat meal with me. Yep. No other reason. Not because of all of your other entrepreneurial activities. You came here to have a cheat meal well, with Joanna. After we did the Cheat Meal Pod, you and I talked about it and we were like, we have to go do this at some point. And we said the next time I'm in town, we're definitely going. And I had texted you and Joanna, I think it was like two weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, I'm coming in town. And Joanna goes, so what day are we getting the burger? <laughs> and I was like, I'm in. Exactly. So, so I'm excited. The other 23, as mm -hmm. you kind of know, yep. because you helped me a lot with my podcast mm -hmm. and you kind of followed along, is helping to understand what people are doing outside of the gym that really helps to develop mm -hmm. them. So how does a cheat meal help? So the way that I've always viewed it is after for a long time when I'd work out, I'd work out hard for an hour and then like you were talking about the other 23, you kind of just let it go. You don't worry about sleep. You, you're just like, you're like, if I do the gym stuff, I'm fine. So what I really started focusing on over the last kind of six months to a year is like you're talking about the other 23, making sure that I'm putting the right stuff in my body, getting enough sleep, which is something I've always struggled with. Yeah. Uh, I usually don't sleep very well, but I've made a almost kind of a, a path to be like, hey, you have to try and get in bed by 11. Like you have to do this. And so the cheat meal really started coming about of, I want people to celebrate it. Like look at it as a positive, as opposed to, oh, I can't believe I cheated again. Like I'm failing on my diet. I want people to look at it and be like, no, that's something I'm looking forward to. I rewarded myself from doing everything I'm supposed to do, the, leading, the days leading up to it, and really embrace it. Look at it as something that's fun. Like instead of being like, well, I've cheated four times this week. You're like, no, like you were so worried about being perfect that you stopped looking at like the fun part about it. Like, these are our lives. We only get like one shot at this. Enjoy it. So the the cheat meal and I love food, so that helps. By <laughs> definition, is the way you're saying it's kind of a necessity. And kind yeah. of to backtrack, you do multiple things. So mm -hmm. you do whiskey pines, which yep. is a clothing line and just a. Um, See, the the best a, way to describe it, I've it's always, a something brand. What's the word that I'm looking for? An apparel brand. Um, but, but it's I, a lifestyle, lifestyle brand. brand. That's so, the word I was looking for. Lifestyle. My brand. biggest thing that I always tell people is that the way to look at whiskey pines is we all kind of grew up with the country club lifestyle being something that what people attained with a certain dollar amount. Like if you made this so much money, you'd be be able to be a part of country club. But what everybody's really looking for is a sense of community whether it's at a gym, whether it's at a country club, whether it's at work, you're looking for something to be a part of. And I realized that I'm never gonna be able to make enough money to be a part of a country club or be a part of this elite society. So I was like, what if I kind of created a fake sounding country club that people can be a part of, you can wear the apparel, you can listen to podcasts, but something where people feel like, yeah, they're going through the same thing I'm going through. Good, bad, or indifferent, but you feel like you're a part of something. So you're part, you started with Lifestyle Community, mm -hmm. Apparel, yep. moved into the Whiskey Pines podcast. Mm -hmm. um, as you were doing that, I contacted you because we're trying to do as much as possible to reach as many people mm -hmm. as we can, and podcasting is an avenue. Yep. And I'm like, how do we do it? And it's at that point that you started launching the Cheat Mail Pod, mm -hmm. which 
talks to people in kind of the fitness space and obviously you dive into the cheat meal, but it just kind of gets around just all aspects of fitness. Yeah, I so think, you're doing a lot of different things and you work what people call a real <laughs> job, right? Yeah, I think the best way to describe the cheat meal podcast is we want to interview people and to show off their adventure, their journey. Like we're, when we were talking to you, how did you get into this? And then we can also start talking about the food aspect of it, but we want to show off that everyone's gotten to where they are by a certain path. Like right. it's everybody's path is different, but being able to say that, hey, Earl was able to do this, and then he just slowly started doing some stuff at a gym, and then all of a sudden he was like, you know what, this is kind of a passion of mine, and grew from that. I think pe hopefully people listening to that hear it and they go, I mean, it's not the normal route, but I can do it too. Or, or I can be a fisherman, or I can do this. Like you don't need to go on the specific path to be what everybody expects you to be. I think that's why like almost all podcasts to some degree, mm -hmm. anyone who listens to it is gonna get some piece of information where they go, oh, I can do that. Or even if it's not what that person's doing, I can do something that I wanna do mm -hmm. that resonates with what you're doing because we did similar tracks. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so it's a very inspirational and it always, and even also, if we're goofing off talking about cheat meals, it's yeah. still, you can still inspire people, as crazy as that sounds. And I also think you're absolutely right with the, the inspiration part, I think, being able to show off that, like what people do on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's in the gym or not, think people, the things people do are inspiring. Right. Whether it's fitness or not, but it's really cool to hear people's journeys, but being able to show off and like what you do with your social media stuff and be able to show people that it's not as daunting as it may seem. I think people look at the fitness industry, especially, and they're like, well, I can never do that. That's very intimidating. I don't want to, I don't even want to try. And I almost equate it to dating a little bit where okay. going up to talk to somebody at a bar, you're, you're so nervous. And the other person's thinking the same thing of like, I'm nervous to do this. Like walking into a gym. Right. Walking Very into a gym. Feeling. You walk in and you're like, That's a good analogy. you're like, I don't know if I feel like I'm up to being able to do this. Like I think everybody always has that self doubt of like, yeah. I can't do that. Like, why would they be accepting of me when the other ends? Like, I hope they come in here because we want to talk to them. So I had a question and I'm not sure you jump to what you just said though. I, I know I pretty much know the answer because I think this is just human nature. Mm -hmm. You still have being that you've got in the fitness space, yeah. you're now, multiple podcasts, you have an apparel line, mm -hmm. and you're doing things, um, you know, now professionally in, in Indiana, you're doing all these different things, really, really just high level of success in my eyes, you still have a lot of self-doubt of that. Oh, absolutely. All the time, right? Everything I did. Every single day. Yeah. Thanks. I, I, mean, it's, I, it's really I literally to hear that. We I all literally have. wake up and, I mean, as, as much as I enjoy everything I do on a day-to-day -day basis for my actual job, it... I feel very comfortable with it, but also there's part of me that I go into every meeting that I'm in and I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, how are they gonna believe me? And then I, you get in the conversation and you're like, oh, I am, I don't wanna say an expert in the field because it gets overused, but I do know what I'm talking about. And I think there's so much self-doubt of going into things where people are like, I can't do that. And then once they get in the swing of things, they're like, oh yeah, I understand what's happening. I think that's very similar with coming in the gym where you come in and you're like, oh, I can never do battle ropes or I can never do a pull up. And then all of a sudden you show like the TRX bands where these are other ways you can get to that. And all of a sudden six months down the road, they're like, oh, I can do that now. And it's just, it's so, it's so daunting to get people to want to walk through the door. That's the hardest part. And once you're there, 
if most gyms that I've been to are very inviting. I mean, there's, it's the way every walk of life is. There's good and bad things everywhere. There's okay. good and bad people, there's good and bad gyms. But I think the ones that are the most successful for people aren't necessarily the ones that put out the best athletes, but it's the ones that make the people feel the most comfortable and want to come back. Whether whether they're make they're always going to make the gains if they stick to the program that are right. Whether it's getting leaner, whether it's getting stronger, whatever they want to do, they're going to get it done. But I think feeling comfortable makes people open up and want to really go for it. And I think that's where some gyms have struggled because they expect it to be this like full professional athlete atmosphere instead of being like, no, let's make people feel it, like it, it it's can't a community. Be that. That's just too much of a 1% thing. Oh, yeah. But you you keep you know talking about the inspiration, the mm -hmm. fitness, you're referencing your life and kind of what you've seen as you've gone in and out of a gym. That's the big question that I, I kind of skipped over to ask about the self-doubt. Um, you talk about inspiration and fitness. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your inspiration in fitness. How did you get into I know you're in CrossFit, yeah. and I want to so, kind of shed a positive light on the yeah. CrossFit because I know you, Lauren, mm -hmm. um, all the people that have been on your show. I mean, um, Steven, I yeah. listened to, hit, to your talk with him. All really great guys that have the same message that we do about not getting hurt, doing things the mm -hmm. right way. We all want the same thing. Yeah. And just because it's a different um, genre of what, what you would call our sport at this mm -hmm. point, um, I think it's still things really positive. You can do a lot of good in any sphere. How did you get into it? How have you been doing? What's going on with it? So for me, I grew up playing every sport possible. It's one of those where like my mom was taking me from like baseball to football, and then I'd have basketball and all these other things. And I just was, I was, I was very athletic growing up to where like I enjoyed everything I picked up. I was like, I can be good at this. And it was just one of those where it wasn't necessarily because I was good, but it was because I felt confident enough that I could run, jump, and throw. So okay. any, anything I played, I was like, oh, I can figure it out. Right. Um, so then I went to college to play football, kept getting hurt over and over again, and finally hung it up. And after getting through college, and then after college and starting the job and feeling like you have to work 20-hour days and all this other stuff, I put fitness on the back burner. I was like, I don't want to do it. Like. I'm too stressed as it is. And I think everybody who graduates college kind of goes through that point where, all right, this is my life. Like I need to do, and you don't really enjoy it. You're just trying to like go balls to the walls well, to make sure. You're figuring it out. Yeah. You're not really truly an adult yet. We're oh, no, not at all. And so there was a couple years there where like, if I wanted to do gym stuff, I'd go to like a local, whether it's like an LA fitness or something like that. And kind of like put my headphones in and like, go through the motions and I did it for a couple of years and I got to the point where I was like, this isn't doing anything for me. Boxes. It was just checking out boxes. And so really the way that I enjoyed the most about CrossFit was the community aspect. How I did think. you get into it? How'd you go from LA fitness with your, with your earbuds in walking, yep. through, walking around doing nothing to CrossFit, which is a whole nother animal, Olympic mm -hmm. lifts, compound lifts, yep. um, stuff that I'm still learning this late in the game. I still have such a hard time with the barbell Olympic lifts. So we, how did you do it? There's uh, there was a couple of people I worked with that had done it before, and obviously seeing it on TV and like always hearing the stories about it, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And so finally, Steve got me in and was like, Hey, just come in once. He was like, and I was like, All right, that's fine. <laughs> How'd you know Steve? So Steve is really good friends with uh, one of the ladies we work with, Colleen, and okay. so she was like, You got to try it out. I was like, All right, I'll try it out. And so I'd just been going to LA Fitness over and over again. I was like, I got to try something new. Okay. And we go, and I was like, I was 
I'm arguably the most nervous I've ever been walking across the gym. Yeah, it's intimidating. Um, even being quote unquote halfway athletic, like even me walking out, I was like, I don't, I'm not gonna be able to do any of this. And so we go through it, it was just the very first workout him and I did together, it was more like bike stuff, box jumps, like yeah. stuff to be like, all right, you can move. Well, those athletic moves. Right, are... but it was more like he was testing out to and see where I you're was. You were working from with Steve? Yeah. And just to clarify, Steve Jenkins the owner. of CrossFit uh, Highway? Yep. yep. He was okay. the owner, and so he's, we're doing it so together. Work with the owner, that's pretty yeah. cool. And so it was one of those where seeing him there, and it wasn't like I walked in, he was like, by the way, I want to introduce you to so-and-so, yeah. they're going to be taking you through it. Right. And like, all right, well, you were my contact. He so, creates a community. Right, and so we went through that, and then they had a beginner program where you start going through the motions and you start figuring it out, and I was lucky enough to, the weight coaches that I had growing up in high school and college were big on Olympic lifts. Yeah. So I had an idea of how to do them. Obviously, it was like 10 years previously, but I still had an idea they of may not have movement. <laughs> right. Um, so I still had an idea of the movement. And once I started getting into it, and I still, I'd say for the first six months, every time I walked in the gym, I felt nervous. Yeah. Which was, which was a good nervous because it was something I hadn't felt in a while. Um, the competitive side of me, yeah. I feel like it kind of gone stale. Okay. And so just going in there and like, in, even though we weren't necessarily competing, like in the back of my head being a competitive person, we were. Like even if it wasn't out loud and said between people, like in my mind, I was like, I want to beat that person today. And so that part of me kind of woke up. With somebody. Right. Just do a good job because there's an accountability because mm -hmm. there's other eyes on you. Yeah, so like even me, like even if I lost to him, like in my mind going up against it, it was a way to compete again. Yeah. Whether, whether it's good or bad, um, I always made sure I've been really good about it, actually like listening to my body. So like I know when to push and when not to. Right. Um, I think it's probably because I got hurt so much growing up uh, in high school and college where I knew like the small tweaks or like the small right. signs to be like, hey, you need to, <laughs> you need to back off like 10%. Right. Um, so it's been really enjoyable being able to wake that competitive side of me up again of, all right, like you don't have to compete in everything, but there is an avenue for you to kind of show off that you're making progress right instead of just loading in an app like i did 135 on squat and then i did 225 for one rep and like just loading it in not having like a barometer it's yeah. more like all right can i push myself and so it's always nice to have that every once in a while where yeah. you, you push yourself to a point where you're not sure you can get to yeah outside your comfort zone right yeah. so with all of that, mm -hmm. and obviously, because I follow all your different social media accounts with all your different brands and mm -hmm. what have you, I see, especially with the cheat meal pod, that you're doing a lot of meal prep. You know, yep. you balance out all the talking and oh, yeah. rubbing with a lot of really good eating. Mm -hmm. um, so, is that something now become a way of life to go along with this healthy, oh, absolutely. This healthy think, habit of, of CrossFit that you I think up? The, the CrossFit part of it was big, but for me, it was always say I would meal prep, and by like Wednesday, all of a sudden, I was grabbing Jimmy John's the way home. Like, it got to the point there for a while where I was like, what am I, I'm not doing, like you're talking about the other 23, I'm not yeah. doing the stuff outside the gym that's gonna help me. And I always get upset, like, I think I posted something the other day, it was like, you can't get upset with the work that you didn't do. And that's so nice. I kept, I started looking at it like, I Very can't really true. be upset, I didn't really, and it was the way that I was talking to Reiner, like, the way I look at golf, like, I don't take practice swings and I don't go to the range, so I can't really get upset when I hit a bad shot, because I don't put in the work to care. <laughs> I wish I could tell myself that I still get oh, so furious like, playing golf. Part of me will get a little upset, but also like the back of my head's like, you didn't do any of the work to be good, so you can't really be that upset. So I think it was the way that I kind of carried it over, and I, especially over the last six months to a year where 
really started putting in the work on just eating. I didn't have to eat perfect, but yeah. I felt like I had to eat better. So consistently, too. Consistently. Yeah, so it was deal. more like instead of just eating just chicken unseasoned with rice, I'd be like, okay, today I'm going to throw barbecue sauce on it and just a little bit, but enough to balance it out to where instead of it being like a 500 calorie meal, it was like 850. And I still felt much better about myself because I was like, I'm training myself that this is okay. And also, I'm going to go on a PSA right now and just say, you can season oh, your absolutely. food. There's, I found there's so barbecue many different sauces ones. that are low in yeah. sugar, hot wing sauces, all kinds of sauces. We don't even need any sauces. Google Italian seasoning, the... garlic seasoning. I come in every day. I'm eating oatmeal and eggs. Like yeah. Just, just scramble up and together. Yeah. I open it up and I say, oh my gosh, what is that? <laughs> I'm like, it's oatmeal and eggs. They go, it smells like gourmet dish. I'm like, it's seasoning, seasoned food. <laughs> I will say the funniest Healthy part about it was good. once I started actually Googling some of the stuff of like, what are good seasonings and yeah. like things like that. I was like, oh, I can use all this. And it made not only the food better, but it also made the process easier. Yeah. Because it didn't feel, it didn't feel like eating was a punishment. It yeah, you enjoy like, your food now. I was like, oh, I can't wait to get home and eat this. Like, yeah. I'm excited about it. And so there's little stuff like that. Like, I mean, I always tell people, Google's your best friend. You are a Google I, fanatic. I do. And I have started doing it. I think I was, uh, the other day I was talking to my mom and she was talking about something for, she was like, well, what should we do for dinner? And I just pulled up <laughs> my phone and I was like, healthy, easy dinners or something like that. And there's some like Buzzfeed and it was like yeah. 30 meals. Yep. And I just picked one. I was like, Hey, do you want to do salmon with asparagus with this seasoning? And she was like, Oh yeah, I already got that in the fridge. So, there but it's one of those where just going in with the mindset that this could be enjoyable. I think so many people look at eating right and training as a burden and they should be looking at like yeah. this, it's your life. Have fun with everything you do. Yeah. Like, yeah, training's hard. Don't, don't get me wrong about that. But my mindset's really changed that training's, training should be fun. It shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be a punishment like, hey, I have to go to the gym today for 30 minutes. I have to do this. It's more like I started looking at like, I can't wait to go do it because I'm physically able to do it. And there's a lot of people who are not. Right. And start enjoying everything I'm doing. You look, you look forward to how you feel afterwards and just the whole oh, yeah. aspect of it. But, you know, you kind of wrapped up all the different healthy aspects of your life, which are great. Now I want to get into the unhealthy habits. And oh, the yeah. whole reason that you came to South Florida is a cheat meal. Um, we're going to Grease Burger. I can't Which wait. I am very excited about. Have you, do you have an inkling of if you're going to take that big step and get the big guy? Or you I'm going, going to get it, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, oh, 100%. I have to, okay. I don't, I don't so we're going to get two Grease Beasts. Can we pre-order that? That's Ryan was like, are you really going to get that? I was like, oh, 100%. I, yeah, I feel I like can't wait. I, it's been about two years since I've had one. Yes. And I I really wish I would have skipped lunch. I, w I wish I were more I, hungry, but I still think I'm going to eat it and feel absolutely miserable. I afterwards. Earlier today, I was with Lauren. We did a bunch of interviews. And she was like, hey, do you want to work out with me? And I was like, we're going to Grease Burger tonight. I should probably do it. Oh, yeah. So then we go. And like, it was a pretty intense workout. But it was one of those where like in the back of my head, I was like, you have to push yourself harder now because I know what you're about to do. Right, <laughs> right. So I was actually going like above and beyond and we got done and I looked at her and I was like, hey, I'm gonna actually do some, so a couple other things. She was like, why? And I was like, cause I'm gonna eat like 30,000 calories. Go, go, go air bike for like 30 minutes. I, I got on the air bike for a little bit. I did front and back squats and I did something else, but I just looked at her and I was like, my body's gonna hate me in about four hours. <laughs> so, Grease Burger is my go-to all-out cheat meal. 
what's yours? I know this isn't, the, this isn't the cheap pod, but I was gonna say, as I the creator of it, I want, I want to get your feedback. I was gonna say, actually, I don't think anybody's ever asked me that, oh, even though running it. Oh, um, let's, let's hear it. So for me, there's a place in Bloomington where I live now and where I grew up, uh, it's called Buffaloes. Uh, they have really, really good wings. Very good wings. Um, they have boneless, but they also have regular wings. But what they do is you can also order them extra crispy. Okay. Um, so that's part of it. But also they have really good sandwiches. Okay. So I always get an Italian sandwich for my cheat meal, mm -hmm. like my epic one that I always try and do. So it's oh, yeah. like we, a, we need the epic, the it's like an one. eight inch Italian sandwich okay. with all the seasonings on it. I throw their buffalo sauce on it. Okay. I don't know why I got into that, but it was really, I think I had extra buffalo sauce after eating my wings. You so can't I just go wrong with it. buffalo sauce. It's always a good choice. <laughs> and then they also have, uh, they're basically like a hot barbecue wing. Okay. And I get like 20 of those and just basically, and they also have cheesy bread. So that's usually like where I'm going above and beyond. All right, so I don't know what order this is in, but I, I kind of three things. So we got an eight inch sub and we're, yep. and we're putting- And they come with fries. <laughs> with fries and we're putting, Hot wing sauce on that. You're gonna demolish this burger, aren't you? And I'm then, excited. And then you have 20 wings. Yep. All by your lonesome. Are they, now, do you do the boneless? Uh, it depends. So I feel like if you're doing 20, it's gotta be boneless. Cause the, it, the bone in 20, that's 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 a that's party. Um, usually if I go just the drums, like I, I can order oh, just, just drums, drums. Ooh. Um, do which that. I've thought about doing. Okay. I have done it actually. All right. Um, and just do just the drums. And then also they have like this, it's basically pizza, garlic bread, but it's cheesy. They call cheesy bread, but all it's right. basically just garlic bread with cheese all over it. That sounds and like a good aspect of a cheat meal. We did that a lot in college, where it wasn't just a cheat meal. That was just like Thursday, and so <laughs> Dude, that's that's oh, it was. Thursday. There were some rough years after college. Painful. I got up to like two fifty five, two sixty. Yes. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. My knees are not going to make it. <laughs> like I sit heavy as it is. So like right now I'm like 230 ish, yeah, 235. So like I'm always like a relatively big guy, but like after college there was a point where I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something. It was bad. <laughs> well, that's pretty. That's pretty epic. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm excited. We get to have your cheat meal. Yep. And then well, it's it's special because you've never been there. Right. And that's especially as you guys were talking about, I was like. Wait, no, no one, no one would just indulge me for a cheat meal. It's you have to go there because you've never been. Right. And with, with and no offense to West Palm Beach, with anything on Clematis Street, you never know when it's going to close. I would agree with that. This could be the last time we we ever have right. an opportunity. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of fight or flight down there. So I I would agree. And then I also, or I was telling me, Burger Bar closed. I heard. I haven't even <laughs> driven in that plaza. I used to work in that plaza like seven years so ago. So we went. I think it was two months ago, right before I moved back to Indiana, and we were gonna go to Burger Bar, and there was like some weird stuff on the walls, but there was no signs. <laughs> and so I texted Ryan, I was like, I think it's closed, and he was like, no, it can't be. <laughs> and I got down here, and he was like, no, it's definitely closed. It's gotta be the rent, man, because they I were think, packed. I that's I what mean, we said. all the time. They were and always the food packed. wasn't that good. I, no offense. They also had, they had indoor-outdoor space, and especially, as you know, the down, in South, awesome. the down in South Florida stuff, where if you can get a good outdoor space, no matter where it is, people are gonna flock. This is pretty cool. Because people want to be outside, with especially with TVs and fans. They want well, to. Well, not this time of year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but it, it was a nice space. So yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, never been a grease burger, so it'll be fun. Cool. And obviously, I think 
as, as you've built this incredible place here, but I also think it's it's all the friendships that people have been able to build with you, and especially you being in Abacoa here. Yeah, um, being a, able that's to a big aspect. Being able to see so many people, like you had somebody walk in off the street as we were getting ready to do this, whereas if you're off in kind of like a space that doesn't necessarily work, you don't necessarily have that aspect of it's like you're a part of the community. Right. There's there's no going back to a light industrial space. Right no. Here. We can only stay commercial. Yeah, and I think, which is because you build out the space incredibly, but it's being that whole community aspect, I always go back to it where if people feel a part of something, they put more into it from themselves, yeah. whether they own it or not. They, they're like, I want to help that person. But they also need it because they need the accountability. They need right. the structure. They need the discipline because you know, you mentioned a lot of the undisciplined habits you had. Oh, yeah. Back in Bloomington uh, version one. Yeah, I still struggle daily when it comes to my sleeping. I think that's the thing that I struggle the most is, is the most unhealthy healthy aspect of my life is my sleeping, I think. For me, I've always been one of those where, especially when I like what I'm doing, but um, I try and do everything. So yeah. it's, I try and get as much done as I you can. You kind of are doing everything. And You're doing like five things right now, all at once. There's a lot of people that argue that I don't have a, like an actual personal life, which I get, but I'm, I love what I do, so I'm happy with I it. I feel like you mix it into what you do. I try. <laughs> yeah, it's no worries. Um, but I, there'll be times where I'll, I'll look down and all of a sudden it's 12, 30, 1 o'clock, and I'm like, I was going to go work out in the morning. But I also know that I can't do that with that lack of sleep. Yeah. So I always have to push it to the to the end of the night. And so I think that's something that I'm always going to struggle with because I don't have great sleeping habits because I want to try and get everything done. I get it. Um, so I think that's something I'll always struggle with, but it's something I've actually been pretty conscious about the last couple of months of, you know, you, gotta, you have to try and be in bed by this time. And so that's something I'll always struggle with. Have, it's, it's a bad habit, but I'll, I'll always struggle with that one. You have goals. You have a contingency because life will always get in the way, mm -hmm. but you're still going to find a way to get to the goals. It just may take you longer than it should. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing that I think a lot of people need to embrace is just it, everything takes time. Yeah. All good things take time. Yeah, I I mean, think I've been working on Whiskey Pines for about two years now. Uh, it feels like three. It does. It, it, it feels like a long time, but it's been one of those where I've told a lot of people whether it succeeds or not, I think it already, in my mind, it is a like success. It is succeeding. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Um, but I've always said, if you, I don't ever make it. You got my wife wearing one of your shirts. That's true. And um, not an E3 shirt. <laughs> I, I think that, I feel about if, that. I, if I don't ever make like real money off it, I think the experiences that I've had creating it and the experience that I've been able to do with meeting new people and hearing stories and being able to create stuff, well worth it for me. For me, it's, some people have been like, hey, I'm, I'm really big into trying all these, uh, whether it's, bars or going on these extravagant vacations i mean this is technically a vacation for me and i've come down here to do additional work and i'm pretty sure you can write it, it all off on your taxes i can't there <laughs> so you go helps. so you get all the benefits of the person that's doing the travel blogging right but you're doing your brand yeah so, so and like we're talking about it uh during the gmail is if the reason I wear whiskey fine stuff so much is if I'm not wearing it, watch other people. Are you wearing a whiskey fine shirt under that? Yeah, shirt? under yeah, this. Okay. Um, I, was to, I was about to say I was going to get upset with you no, after, our pre, after our previous conversation if you were not wearing one. No, I'm definitely wearing okay. it. Okay, I'm still it's wearing those shoes that we were making fun of me for last time. Nice. Um, they're actually starting to fall apart. I saw that the other day, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> we'll make sure to tag that company in this video. Um, and so, like, always seeing you wear the E3 strength thing, it was, it's reassuring to me because it's like if somebody believes in something. They'll want to promote it, whether it's on themselves or blogs or videos. But if they don't really believe in something, they kind of hide it. 
and they're like, well, like hopefully it works out, but you're like, yeah, you but you're not you pushing. You can't really hide it when it's this this in depth. I mean, right. two years into it, I mean, you just you can't. Yeah. The funniest part about it is, so when I got my new job in India in Indiana, I walked into the office and I have a whiskey pine sticker on the back of my car that one of my friends was nice enough to make me, and a lady that I work with, probably mid forties. And she was like, wait, are you the Whiskey Pines guy? And I go, I go, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so like my other job's not in the fitness industry, not in the apparel industry, anything like that. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, she was like, I've actually seen a couple of the local music artists in Indiana wear your stuff. Really? And she was like, I just never knew what it was. And she like, I explained it to her and she was like, oh, got online, bought a couple hats for like people that she knew. She was like, really? I didn't, she goes, I didn't really know what it was at first. But she was like, I've seen that logo before. Holy cow. And I was like, okay, well, this is a way to start the new job. <laughs> By wow. the way, I have a side business. <laughs> and that's one thing I would love to talk to you about more in depth is how you managed and are managing and running that aspect. Because mm -hmm. I think that's huge. But I will unfortunately say that for another time, yeah. whether it's podcast or just next time we sit down, because I'm really hungry. I'm absolutely. Let's go eat. Okay. We'll take plenty of pictures. I actually have two cameras with me so we Good. can take some videos too. That was, that was kind of the game um, plan. Yeah. It is going to be great. Uh, I think JoJo may eat, eat us both out on this one, but yeah. I'm I'm definitely Jeez. taking on the Grease Beast or whatever it's called. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, you got it.